Greetings. Welcome, internet friends near and far, wherever you are. This is yet another episode of Parks and Conversation. It's a, a podcast where we watch Parks and Rec and then we talk about an episode. The math is simple and I'm having a good time doing this. We're almost done with season two. And uh, and so, yeah, thanks for joining us on the on this journey. My name is Jason. I'm joined by my friend Jeremy all the way across town. Say hello, Jeremy. Hey, how's it going? It's going great. And much like perfect strangers, nothing's going to stop us now, right? Exactly. Right. That's a good show. I don't know. I wonder if there is a Parks, a, not a Parks and Rec conversation, a uh, podcast about perfect strangers. There, there will be now. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Because every, uh, every decision has been made in quantum physics. So that's how the multiverse happens. Uh, we learned about that in community. Um, I hope we are not in the darkest timeline. But regardless, today... Perfect We're talking about perfect is about like cousin Larry and Balky, right? Yeah. Okay. The one thing I remember about that, other than cousin Larry and Balky, was the the only only line from that entire show I remember was Larry is so like enamored with Balky's positivity in life, and mm-hmm. he goes he goes, what would you say if someone says your mama wears combat boots? Like that was such a big insult, you know, back in the eighties, I guess. And right. Balky says. When did you see my mama? <laughs> that's the only thing I've ever met. I don't even know if that's funny. Like, that's not even that funny. And it's like, that, that stuck with me. So there you go. Uh, it is funny. So Bronson <laughs> Pinchot uh, really just had that one breakout role. And I see him from time to time in yeah. different things. And I'm like, when are you going to do the dance of joy? <laughs> yes. That's all, all I want from him. It's all coming back. It's like Michael Richards. Like, I don't care what else you do. Just like slide in through Jerry's door. Just like, I don't need you to be anything other than Kramer. So stop being a racist. Um, Right. Michael Richards. Worst role ever. Yeah. He was surprisingly good at it, though. Uh, So today, what we're going to talk about is (laughs) uh, season two, episode 17. And it is. um, Oh, man, I had the title, the show listed here. It is called. Woman of the Year is the official episode title. Basic summary of the plot. The Indiana Organization of Women has an award that they are going to give to a woman. This year, that woman is Ron Swanson. Problems arise. That's the summary. Mm -hmm. So the cold open does a great job of setting up some of the tensions that we're going to see throughout this episode. Because uh, Leslie is going out to a park and there is a conflict with scheduling between the boys soccer team and the girls soccer team and the coaches are fighting. And so Leslie comes out to try to solve the problem. And there are all kinds of assumptions that are being made in this moment. And so Leslie, as our our prime example of strong feminism, assumes that the woman coach is coaching the girls team when actually she's coaching the boys team. And then <laughs> she says, that's sexist. And the co- the boy, the man coach who coaches the girls team is like, yeah, it kind of is. And so yeah. <laughs> it's great. Like she's uh, like such a feminist. So, so in favor of equality and all these like good things. And even Leslie is not above the assumptions that 
uh, are so common in our culture. So I thought that was a great, great open for the whole episode. Yeah, I love the joke where she says, everyone has a right to play the sport, no matter how boring it is. Right. <laughs> yeah. And are soccer you, are you, is... Are you, no, go ahead. Soccer is boring. Oh, wow. I, I don't care for it. Not, um, enough, not enough scoring? No, not enough um, uh, football. Like American football. <laughs> okay. So... <laughs> 100% not enough football. Yeah, it's uh, it's 100 percent less of the sport that i actually like so gotcha gotcha like I, I i don't have a lot of bandwidth for um for sports that i don't already <laughs> really like so <laughs> like i if i'm gonna try to get something with a low scoring game um i'm gonna watch hockey because hockey is a lower scoring game yeah, and uh, but it moves it seems to move so much faster because they're on they're on knives on their feet it's like, the fastest sport on ice it is and it's so dangerous mm -hmm. so like i yeah i mean i've seen soccer injuries where the guy gets hit in the, the head and he's like falls down like his his guts are gonna fall out of him and and then the guy comes over and like sprays the magic spray on them and he's like i'm better now i just i can't i can't abide that whereas in hockey it's like two dudes just start punching each other in the face and then they like go sit in the timeout box for a little bit and they're like, I'm back. I'm ready to punch a guy in the face again. So yeah, yeah. if I, have, if I have to choose between two low scoring games, I would lean towards hockey. I like so, magic. So magic spray, you know, it's pretty cool. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so they, this soccer thing will come back later in the episode. Um, but I thought that was a great setup. And then they come uh, after the credits, they are in the office and this mail call and Leslie sees there's an envelope from the IOW, Indiana Organization of Women. And every year they give the Dorothy Everton Smythe Female Empowerment Award. And Leslie is so excited because the presence of the envelope means that she should be winning this award. Um, again, Leslie is making an assumption and, uh, and so she opens it and, uh, Ron won the award and, uh, Leslie is upset by this and she says, he's the opposite of a woman, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is great. He's the opposite of a woman. And so when they tell Ron, he's like, well, it's about time. <laughs> it's about <Yeah>. time. <laughs> so, um, and then Ron does a, a head, a talking head where Ron says that awards are stupid. And uh, of course, he's going to, you know, recommend they give it to Leslie. But he also knows that she works really hard. He doesn't. Um, and that uh, she cares too much about these things. So she's going to so he's going to tease her about it. So which I love. Mm -hmm. Like Ron knows Leslie enough to say, like, this is really going to annoy her and it will be fun for me. Yes. So. It's I the hardest is, he's worked ever. <laughs> right. And I think this is one of those episodes that really endeared, well, I don't know, for everybody in America, but like we start to really see more of Ron's personality come out and how mm -hmm. he's, he's okay messing with people. And he's, he's kind of happy Ron versus grumpy Ron, even though he's messing with people. So I think we get to see that kind of playful side, you know? And so, yeah, I think this really added to his character, this episode specifically. Right. And, you know, a couple of weeks ago, 
Ro- Leslie was trying to teach Ron not to drink and drive. Mm-hmm. And now we have an opportunity for Ron to teach Leslie to not care about things that don't matter. Oh, how the turn tabled. Exactly. Exactly. So then it cuts to the B plot of this episode. Tom goes to the snake hole lounge to meet with Fred to tell him that his liquor license got got. And Fred does not understand at all what Tom is talking about. Um, but essentially, Tom pulled some strings and got the provisional liquor license for the this bar. And so that was a this great opens and, up a, and that was a great joke, too, because like Tom, when he busted out all that, the the provisional license stuff, like he knows what he's doing. Like we give Tom such a bad time for being like this totally lazy person. And he is. But he he knew, you know, he knows a lot. He knows a lot about the inner workings of the government. But he always tries to be so cool that it's like, dude, just just be just be yourself. You're actually, you know, interesting. Right. Just be a functional employee. Yeah. And like you'll actually do things. But we also see in this very episode, like in this conversation, Tom got into government to get favors for himself. (laughs) Right. That's why he says, I did this for me. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, which like this leads to the uh, the owner of the snake hole lounge offering tom a uh, investment an investment opportunity to become a co-owner with one share of the snake hole lounge for ten thousand dollars which now, if tom had successfully sued wendy for alimony this could have worked out really well for him <laughs> but it's a good point did not <laughs> That is that is a good point. My my question is, and I know they had to do it to put a clock on the episode as far as him getting the money, but why did the club owner, why did Freddie need 10 grand by Friday? Like, is this really a I, business you want to get into? <laughs> right. I think I think t- I think Fred is into some trouble. Right. With the uh the Feinstein Cologne Empire. Uh-oh. And so I think there's some some machinations behind the scene that oh my are gosh. working <laughs> a- against fred if amc did a spinoff of, of parks and rec where it was like the snake hole lounge and the feinstein empire but it was like the dark and gritty that'd be amazing i i, I would watch, watch that, that. <laughs> yeah uh, yeah and ben's like breaking, dad like breaking bad yes yes <laughs> <laughs> that would be fantastic oh, man. um yeah so that's what mikey came from <laughs> So it's like a better call Saul even before they called Saul. Right. I'm for it. All right. I am for it. So, um, so Tom, it, as part of this too, like they're talking and does a talking head with Tom in the snake hole lounge. And he's listing all these places, like his ideas, like I'm always wanting to have a club, like club Marine. It's a submarine themed club, uh, which is stupid. <laughs> uh, but then he also drops a hint at Tom's bistro. Mm-hmm. which, uh, you know, he thinks it's super classy, the word bistro. But uh, that's a, a forward promotion to Tom's trajectory uh, as a character um, because he will have a bistro. So he will. It'll be great. And it's classy. Um, it's a pretty classy joint. Yeah, for sure. Better than so, Club, Club-a-dub-dub. Club-a-dub-dub sounds the dumbest Club Marine, so dumb and like so many bad ideas that Tom has. And and he needs people in his life to say, no, that's a bad idea. Um, but unfortunately, his best friend is is John Ralphio. John Ralphio. <laughs> yes. Uh, so 
uh we'll meet we'll talk more with with uh mr ralphio saperstein later um so uh cuts back to the office and leslie and mark are talking about the award and leslie is saying how mad she is and annoyed and, and mark is like you know what you should do and leslie lists all the things like write a letter to obama and then lock herself in a room and scream until she loses her voice that's the end of her ideas um and so and mark is just like well, you should just go talk to him and uh that's craziness in leslie's world and Anne calls and Leslie immediately takes Mark's phone and talks to Anne. So, which is funny. Um, yeah, Leslie's in full on, full on crisis mode at this point. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I thought she needs her think tank. <laughs> right. Mark and Anne. Um, right. And, Cause, and then her other one was like, Ron's not a woman. And then her idea was camp Athena. And mm-hmm. uh, which kind of comes back up. And I was like, Athena, I think I know Athena, the, and she's like the goddess of wisdom. But then I looked it up on Wikipedia just because I was like, what else has, you know, Athena been up to? And I guess she's the she's the goddess of wisdom, olives, weaving and battle strategy, which I thought was pretty cool. Like you're just kind of hanging out, being wise, eating some olives, making a basket. And you're like, you know what? Go go exercise a pincher move on those guys over there. That's how you win that war. I don't know. Uh, y- y- yeah. <laughs> Athena's a, a very busy fake thing. Um, <laughs> the uh, the other part about the Athena lore. Um, so she calls Camp Athena her brainchild. Mm-hmm. And in mythology, Athena actually is born from the head of Zeus. Oh, brainchild. I like yeah. it. So that's part like there's some some clever writing happening with so all Leslie's, of that as well. You call so, Leslie's brain Zeus. Well, you would call from Camp on Athena. Out. Uh, Zeus's grand camp. Okay, I like it because it's Leslie's brainchild, but Zeus is, and then it's got to be your bull. So, keep uh, keep on rolling. So then it cuts to Tom and Jean Ralphio because Tom Tom's going to invite his boy to join him on the investment. Um, and and uh, and Tom has some money. He has four thousand dollars, but he needs six thousand, and. Uh, and so he tells John Ralphio, I want you to join me in this. He's like, man, that's such great news. My grandpa just died. So I'm flush with cash. <laughs> but I love that. My grandpa, that's great news. My grandpa just died. <laughs> right. Yesterday I said no, but. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but John Ralphio only has 5,000. Well, what so, about your trust fund? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't get that till I'm 50. So uh, John Ralphio is is a mess and every time we meet him he's more of a mess than we thought he was so there's something going on in the saperstein household um that we will learn more and more about in the future but this guy is a walking train wreck i like how they ended this scene too because he's like he tries to hit on april and she's like don't you work at the lady footlocker <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> how, do you, about, how do you even come back from that that's <laughs> right it's like just go home you're done <laughs> the uh, the thing about people like john ralphio is they can't help but make themselves a spectacle right right and so everybody probably knows like about him but they don't know him because he's just around and like big hair flashy clothes singing when he enters rooms like and so like less uh, april like 
I don't think she really knows him at all other than I saw you at the mall <laughs> and now Tom is inviting you to invest in a business like what you're working at a footlocker. Um, so which is funny because later on in uh, the next season. Uh, Tom will be working at Lady Foot Locker for a spell. So, yes. Yes. <laughs> so, so good. John Ralphio got him that job. <laughs> you know, like that's wow. the that's the connection that's this happening. Universe so. just keeps getting better and better. <laughs> wow. Uh, so, so John Ralphio and Tom are going to try to figure out some kind of investment strategy here, uh, and then it cuts to the shoe shine stand where Burley is telling Andy. Uh, all the things he's doing that are like a, making him a bad roommate, you know, so he's got to do the dishes. He's got to stop taking notes on the wall. Uh, and I love that. He's like, look, the bag of smells was a fun experiment, but I think it's over. And, and, uh, and his response, like, I think we're really coming to some new progress here. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the bag of smells is like, he feels like they're making some, some headway. So, um, yeah, so he's, Burley leaves and Andy's super annoyed. Um, and uh, Burley is the guitar player for Mouse Rat. Uh, but then April volunteers to help Andy find his own place. Um, and uh, and he's like, oh, that'd be really helpful. That's great. So did you so say that Kyle wasn't getting a shoe shined? No, no, I was, I was a little, uh, little disappointed. Yeah, it would have been great. Uh, they it, it's because later on, because mm-hmm. this is like the first invitation, but later on, there will be somebody there as they're talking about this. Um, and let April will read uh, the available listings, and like she starts by reading like there's this Tudor mansion, mm-hmm. and it's seven bedrooms, and like a bunch of bathrooms. It's huge, and Andy is like, "Oh yes, this sounds great. This sounds great. I love this idea." And it's like $7,000 a month and uh, it's in Chicago. (laughs) And she's like, well, I got $300. So, but he's like, oh, so close. Um, And, uh, and so they're like, oh, here's a place that could work. And they're like, all right, let's go right now. And they chained somebody in to the shoe shine stand, somebody that Andy was shining their shoes. And this is where, if this was Kyle, this would have been so great to just lock him in there. (laughs) So, but missed opportunity, Parks and Rec writers missed opportunity kyle was busy he was he was doing something i don't know <laughs> something what. yeah stop being pretentious kyle uh so um so the, leslie you know takes mark's advice and goes and talks to ron and uh and she says like this is not right you should not get this and ron's response you think a woman's organization made a mistake <laughs> like it's like so sarcastic um and then he says you know leslie your job which you're great at is making me look good. And you've done such a good job at this. that I won an award yeah. and you deserve an award. Not this one, but some other lesser award. <laughs> and and, like, like, the, and if you, Go ahead. I was just going to say, she's like, yeah, the, the camp was my idea. He's like, oh yeah. Camp Zena. <laughs> right. <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't even know the word. I mean, he knows, but he doesn't, he's pretending not to even know the name of the work that she's done, which just makes her even that much more frustrated. Right. Yeah. So he's pushing all the buttons. Um, and it's like, if, if I, if you hadn't won an award, I would congratulate you. <laughs> and so he's like, just a terrible, terrible person. If, if he was not aware of what he was doing. Um, so she's just mad. And so she goes into her office and then the, the girl's soccer coach comes in um, and says, Hey, did you work on this field? And he's like, what can I tell you? It's a man's world. 
And he says, I'm a man. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you going to do? So she punches him over to uh, to Ron um, and April tries to stop him from going in and he just walks right in. And um, and uh, yeah, so uh, so Leslie is realizing, like, if if a man's going to get the credit, a man's going to have to do the work. And then she's like, but I can't because I love this job. <laughs> so she's uh, in a real catch 22. Um, and then Tom sends some invites to his coworkers to join him on this inv- in this investment in the snake hole lounge. So that's another ca- complication to this episode. And then cut to Ron uh, in his office wearing his polo shirt and a blazer because <laughs> he's because he's fancy. Right. Um, and then uh, doing portraits for the what he calls the IED award. <laughs> and uh, he's paying for it. It has nothing to do with the actual thing. He's just really messing with with Leslie. So um, and so <laughs> my favorite part of this is trying to figure out, like, as he's doing these portraits, which item would best represent it, women in the workplace, this pot or this deputy director Barbie doll. <laughs> I won an award for my boss. So, <laughs> so good. My favorite, my favorite part was when she's like, well, did you even get the field for the coach? And he's like, nope, I turfed it off to Donna. And she's like, well, that's not the attitude of a, an award winner. He's like, well, actually, that's the, that's the exact attitude of award winner because I won the award. <laughs> <laughs> Everything I do is the attitude of an award winner. <laughs> So he's he's just so terrible and uh it's so funny it's great um so the uh so that's when april and andy leave the shoeshine booth and chain the guy in there um and then tom's investment pitch uh is terrible it's awful but but nerd nerdy uh like film thing which i really liked was that um andy closes the guy with the chain from the shoeshine store stand so he closes the chain off and the very next cut is Tom opening the red velvet rope um, for, to the meeting because he has a red velvet uh-huh. rope to go across the door. So I, I thought it was a nice, nice touch. I don't know if they did that on purpose, but I'm pretty sure they did. And so, yeah. But anyway, he starts his presentation with the lights and the dancers and all that. Right. Anybody in here have a pacemaker or a history of epilepsy? I Jerry's. do. Yes, both. <laughs> Nobody? Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh. Sorry, you got soup on the mail. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, then Leslie's packing up all her plaques and awards and she goes in to give them to, to Ron. And this is where, um, Ron calls this thing, the Dorothy every time Smurf girl trophy for excellence in female stuff, (laughs) (laughs) which spoiler alert is going to be the title of this episode. Um, the whole thing, (laughs) cause it's just so so funny. Uh, and so then Ron gives Leslie the letter that he's going to send to the IOW saying Leslie deserves this award. Leslie feels like kind of like a, a, a doofus. And Ron says, listen, this is some Ron wisdom coming at us. Right. Awards are political. They're agenda driven and don't chase them. Like that's what Ron's whole message for this, this episode is. And then you just see the, the star come across the screen. Da, 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 da. Like how great is that, Ron? Thank you. That's nice. Yeah. Thank you. Cut to April and Andy at the apartment. And Andy is testing the acoustics in the bathroom by singing in there. Um, which is very funny and comes out as like, I could definitely see myself over here doing something and over here doing something, like trying to watch, sound like he knows what he's doing. If you watch Aubrey Plaza, I think she was about ready to break. Cause she was, yeah. She, yeah. 
It's yeah, it's very funny. And so the uh, the gas gas stove. Right. He lights it. Like, do you guys hear that? And uh, (laughs) uh, the realtor, which I don't understand. Is she a realtor or is she just the apartment manager? But she's very dressed up anyway. um, She goes off and turns it off. Like you can light a match to get rid of that smell. (laughs) It's like, don't do that. Please, Andy, don't do that. Um, And uh, Andy likes the apartment. And so they it seems like. Because he saved up some money, he can make this happen. Yeah. Um, and so April's super excited because they live close and they can carpool. And she's recently broken up with her gay boyfriends. So things and are working the, out for April. It's like, so what do, what do you think, Andy? He's like, well, make me an offer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, you don't know how this works, do you? No. Andy, 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 Andy. So um, so cuts back to Tom's pitch. He's like, all right, you guys can invest for $1,000. And Jerry is great. He's like, I can't spend more than $25 without asking Gail. He's like, get out of here. Uh, and then Mark is out. He's not interested. And as he's, Tom says, like, hey, if you do this, like, you never have to beg for sex again. He's like, I don't have to do that now. And he leaves. And then the, one of the dancers is like, bye, Mark. <laughs> bye, Cindy. Uh, and then Donna's a maybe. But she wants to meet John Ralphio, who is this co-investor. So... Uh, some tension. Smart. That's smart, in, though. She's a, she's a wise, yeah. she's a savvy business person. Of all the people of business in this show, Donna will prove to be the savviest. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ron meets with the director of the IOW, who uh, we're watching Community with our kids. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's Frankie from Community. Um, and uh, so she comes and says, Les- Leslie deserves the award. And you know, the director of the IOW, she says, like, straight up, like, the reason we did this was because we want to get people's attention. So we're not giving it to Leslie. We're giving it to you. Um, and let now Leslie is really up, upset. And she says they need to go back in the kitchen and leave the real feminist work to feminists like Ron Swanson. <laughs> so, uh, so she's going to write the scathing speech. And she says, he's like, yeah, do it. I'll, 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 I'll read the speech. And you know, don't pull any punches. She goes, I'm not going to pull my punches. I'm going to push them as far as my arm will extend. <laughs> so, uh, and then, uh, so John Ralphio meets Donna and he is peak obnoxious. Yes. I didn't even write the, anything down for this. Like there was so much John Ralphio. It was so yeah. condensed. It was so great. Yeah. All I, what, all I the, wrote down is Donna hates John Ralphio. That's what I wrote. <laughs> I said, I John Ralphio guy. meets Donna. Donna hates John <laughs> Ralphio. <laughs> so it's a great scene. I mean, yeah, just it's fantastic. It's everything about that character, like, yeah, condensed into um, like a, a diamond of awful. Yeah. So, um, so Ron and Leslie go to the award banquet and uh, they're, you know, they meet with the the director, and he, oh, wait, wait, she hold on. takes him. Andy yeah. and Andy and Tom talk about they talk at the shoe shine. Oh no, no, no! You're right. I'm sorry. You're right. I wrote down a word ceremony. Uh, it was just one little line. You're right, man. <laughs> Keep going. I was just gonna let it, just gonna let it ride. No. Um, but uh, yeah, so Ron and Leslie are there, and the director comes over and invites Ron over. Um, and uh, there's a point where <laughs> Leslie can go no further. Because like this, this section is only for award winners. And, and uh, so just really rubbing it in. And Ron says, just keep working on that speech. And then it cuts back to Tom at Andy's shoeshine. And uh, Andy, Tom is telling the struggle. 
that he's going through. He's trying to invest. It's always been his dream. Well, how's it, why is it so hard to become a mogul? Um, and, uh, and then he says, I need a thousand dollars. And Angie's like, I've got a thousand dollars. You can have it. Um, and his, uh, his rationale is because in every song that he's ever written, there are these two lines, spread your wings and fly and you deserve to be a champion. So like if he can help somebody achieve his dreams, he's going to do it. Um, and fun fact, I looked up on the IMDB machine and, uh, the, every mouse rat song after this point has those words in it. So spread your um, wings and fly, or you deserve to be a champion. So, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Cause little, really? Sebastian, little Sebastian champion, the dog, he, he writes one about his dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so all good, all good, consistent character work there. <laughs> and, I, and I love how he says like, I'm a singer songwriter and there's two lines I put in every song. So it's like, <laughs> It's just not, it's not a good singer songwriter, but yeah. Well, anybody can just say they're a thing. That's true. Like I, I was talking to somebody who said, I'm an artist. And I was like, oh, really? What, what, what is your, your, your medium? And they couldn't answer the question. Like, <laughs> so like, what does so, that so mean? What do you make? An, <laughs> they're an artist. <laughs> I guess. Uh, like the when, world is, the world is my canvas. Exactly. I write a tapestry of life. What? How do you write a tapestry? Uh, so Ron and uh, is at the award ceremony and they announce he's the winner of the award. And he goes up and he takes Leslie's speech out of his pocket and he starts reading it. And then he folds it up and puts it away and says every award is intended to be a way to honor somebody who really deserves it. And he gives it to Leslie. But Leslie comes up and she's like, wow, this is great. And then she's like, I really don't deserve it. And she's, she tries to give it back to Ron and Ron's like, I don't want it to take the damn thing. And, and Leslie, uh, they just back and forth. And finally the director's like, just leave, just go away. Um, and I love it. Leslie's response is like, who do I talk to about changing the nameplate? Get off the stage. <laughs> uh, and then April and Andy are talking about his decision to, uh, help, Tom and she's kind of disappointed in him, but she's like, I want to help my dreams. Uh, my friend's dreams come by, come true. And now I'm a, an investor like Warren Buffet. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and then Leslie and Ron throw the award in the garbage together and Leslie goes back for it. Um, and, uh, the credit scene is Tom goes to the snake hole, snake hole lounge by himself boasting about being a co-owner by himself sits in the owner's <laughs> booth by himself, by himself and then cut looks over and he sees Donna with three guys in her owner's booth because she's an investment uh, invested as well. And she gave three shares. So $30,000 right. invested into the snake hole lounge. Uh, and so she's pretty stoked. So and stop and, and I love it. Like Tom gets so frustrated, throws himself back. And I was like, why is he so it's like, oh, because this is his idea. And Donna, like the person he was just trying to get a thousand dollars from, is a bigger baller than he is. Cause he thinks this is the thing that's gonna make him like you know, mo like on his way to become a mogul. And he's like, Man, <laughs> it's great. Right. So great. And yeah, the, so. The, only, the only thing was that they didn't say how he got that extra thousand dollars. It was Andy. Oh, yeah, duh. We talked yeah. about that. So Jean Ralphio. That's right. That's right. Tom and Andy are co-investors in one share. Yep. Donna, yeah. like, invested all in. Like, 
Tom could have ditched John Ralphio and gone into business with Donna here on this investment and been like, it would have been great. But again, Donna's a better business person. Yeah. Yeah. Tom, Tom, Tom is loyal. Yeah. Tom's loyal to the guy who got him five G's. So, yeah. Whoa. Did you hear that? Nope. Oh, okay. Sorry. My, uh, I was transferring something to a hard drive and it took a long time and it just ended. So Congrats. don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Internet. So, uh, I was just in my headphones. Uh, yeah. So that's the, that's the Dorothy ever, every time Smurf girl trophy for excellence in female stuff episode. It's a good one. It's yeah, fun. It good. I like it. We get more uh, Ron and Leslie shenanigans, which which I always like because they're they're great opposites. Mm-hmm. So they're fun when they are uh, cast as uh, being antagonists that come together. You know, and so that's kind of this episode. Uh, we get to, to meet more John Ralphio, who is hilarious and terrible. And we see how kind Andy is. Yeah. So he's, he's just a kind, kind. dude. Yeah, I so, like that. Yeah. I like that. Uh, in this in this episode, there was there was kind of like three plots, but two like three threads, but two of them came together, which I thought was really good writing. This um, mm-hmm. because Andy's search for his apartment ended up helping Tom's plot to become, you know, to get this share, which is a big part of it. So at the beginning, you didn't see how these were connected, and then they connected them at the at the end. So it was kind of cool. Right. Um, yeah. And then also it, during the award ceremony, um, Ron calls it the uh, Dotty English Whatever Award. So right, just just to round out all of the names <laughs> that he called the award. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, all all in all, good episode, solid solid mid season. Um, as we're coming around to the end of season two, uh, and uh, next week is the possum. So we're gonna meet the animal control department, which is great. Yes. Uh, and then after that is park safety. So. Just building out the universe a little bit more. And uh, yeah, it's so good. I love this, this, uh, this run here. So, yeah. And uh, I don't know if you can hear that, but my son is practicing his trumpet. I do. So I, it's probably time, time to, to go. Uh, wrap this up. So it's a little shorter than in the past, but uh, we're giving people an early Friday. <laughs> so, <laughs> take the day off. Take, take the yeah. next 26 minutes off. <laughs> Cool, yeah, man. so well, yeah. Right. Enjoy, enjoy your trumpet time, and uh, yeah. Oh, we'll, so I'll, much enjoying. I'll talk to you next time. Yes, indeed. I'll see you later. All right, bye. <laughs>